Unsilencing Stories is a podcast that reflects the voices of people in small towns and communities in Canada who have lost loved ones to the toxic drug supply crisis. Since 2016, more than 30,000 people have died from fatal overdoses in Canada, and that number continues to climb. The risk in smaller towns and communities is much higher than in urban areas because of a lack of harm reduction services and stigma against substance use and people who use drugs. This podcast is part of a community-based participatory research project facilitated by Erin Goodman, PhD, a faculty member at Kwatlen Polytechnic University in Surrey, BC, along with students Jenna Keeble and Ashley Pokernich. The aim was to assist collaborators in publicly memorializing their loved ones and expressing grief, as well as challenging silences imposed by dominant media organizations and stigma from society against substance use and people who use drugs. We hope these nuanced stories make a clear why the government needs to be doing more to prevent further deaths. Please note, this podcast contains information about overdose death, grief, and trauma that may be distressing to listen to. In this episode, you will hear Santana Jones speaking with Roland Sobotin in Cranbrook, BC. Roland remembers his childhood friend Frank, who died of alcoholism at age 49. Tell me your first and last name. My first name is Roland, my last name is Sobotin. Where do you live? I live in Cranbrook, British Columbia, Canada. Is there one person you would like to speak about who died from an overdose? Ah, uh, yes. Frank Belage. Their age? They were 49, I believe. Where did they live? In High Level, Alberta, Canada. Could you describe a moment or a time that you shared together? Um, yeah, he helped my family. He painted a house for, like, half the cost. What do you remember about most? He had a serious drinking problem. Tell me about him. He was a great guy. He unfortunately had an alcohol problem and he was often shamed in the community because of his drinking problem. But when she got to know him, he was actually a very, very great man. What's your first memory of him? Finding the alcohol bottles in his shed when me and my friend were trying to fix our bikes. What is your best memory of him? When he helped my family out painting our house for about half the cost. What did he mean to you? He just taught me a lot about the alcohol issues and his struggle. Mm-hmm. Are you comfortable about talking about his death? Yep. Okay, how did he die? He died of an alcohol over- overdose and he basically just stopped breathing. What was the hardest thing about losing him? I think just how he was shamed in the community because most people didn't know him and everyone just assumed he was a drunk that was of no use and that was very unfair yeah if you were here today what would you ask him i would ask him to look after his son what do you miss about him i miss how good of a guy he was he was he was a great human being what did he look like i don't know it's hard to describe (laughs) he was caucasian uh, average height. Uh, he had a big nose. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to describe him. Was he Rus- Was he Russian? No, I don't believe. No, he was Hungarian. I think sometimes we would call him Frank the Tank. <laughs> Did um he ever give you any nicknames? He called me and my best friend. Uh, we were. He said we were partners in crime. That that's the probably about as close as I could give to a nickname. How would you describe his personality? Uh, very friendly, very easygoing, very nice, very caring. Was he chronically late or early? I would say he was late. Oh, he, would, he was early. He was, he was a very hard worker, so he was very dedicated to his job. 
Do you have any funny stories you would like to tell about the times that you spent together? I, I mean, he wasn't there, but one of the funniest memories I have is when he convinced his wife that he had quit drinking, and me and my friend were trying to fix our bikes, and we went to the into the tool shed to uh, get tools, and they had all these boxes labeled, and every box was just empty alcohol bottles. Yeah. <laughs> if they would drop by tomorrow for a visit, what would your day be like spent together, look like? Honestly, I think it would be a day spent with his son. I know his son misses him a lot, and... I think an ideal day would be him and his son together. What type of music did he listen to? I think he liked the old school rock and roll, like 70s, 80s. How did he um, impact your life? He just taught me a lot of that addicts are unfortunately frowned upon often and given a bad image in the community, and um, that wasn't the case. He, he was often portrayed as a very bad human being because of his drinking problem, but if you actually knew the guy, he was, he was a great human being. How will you honor his memory? Honestly, probably through an eagle. I know he really liked eagles. He had an eagle tattoo. So often I see an eagle and I think of him. What do you wish you would have said to him before he died? I would have told him to look after his son. Unfortunately, he throws alcohol over his son and he died young. And yeah, it kind of messed up his, his son. But I guess, yeah, it would have been nice to see him take more care of his son instead of worrying about his alcohol addiction. That brings us to the end of this episode of the Unsilencing Stories podcast. To listen to more interviews in the series, please go to www.unsilencingstories.com. And if you'd like to share your thoughts on the episode, message us at unsilencingstories at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and please share the project of other people you know.